to make it better for you tonight. We have a show full of hot topics, everything everyone's talking about. Joe Biden is saying that the pandemic is over, although officials that work at the White House disagree. And then uh, John Boyajay, huh? forgive me if I said it's not wrong, he's the actor, uh, the Woman King actor, um, has also been in uh, Star Wars films. Well, he's speaking on his dating preference, and that's Black women. There's been some controversy over that. But he's sticking to his guns. And then there's more coming out in the Tiffany Haddish, Ari Spears uh, lawsuit, the child abuse and molestation case against them. Of course, Nicki Minaj, she's suing a blogger for speaking ill about her using substances as well as her one-year-old son. She had some things to say about him. And then Ray J and Kim Kardashian are back in the news about this sex tape. Find out the latest. Uh, one of my drove over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and of course our official website is stephennightshow.com. If you'd rather watch us, switch over to our YouTube channel, The Stephen Knight Show. Comment, subscribe, and we appreciate your insight. Listen, when we come back, the question of the day and hot topics right back after this.
pushing my side I'm not satisfied I'm not satisfied Don't
Crystal Kimbrough here, managing attorney, advocate, and entrepreneur, and I'm here at the Stephen Knight Show. Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Hope you're having a great Monday. We have a show full of hot topics, so definitely join the conversation. Uh, you want to remind you all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and of course, our official website, thestephennightshow.com. If you'd rather watch it, go to our YouTube channel, The Stephen Knight Show. Nia's out today, but we're going to keep the show running. She'll be back next week. All right, so the question of the day is, what was your childhood nickname? I'll start with you, Chike. Uh, it was and still is Clyde, as in Bonnie and Clyde. Um, my dad um, was a fan of the basketball player, Clyde. I think his last name was Austin. Clyde, mm -hmm. Clyde, yeah. Yeah. Austin. And um, that was my nickname. Still is. My family still calls me that to this day. All right. So when she calls me that, I know they know me from like a thousand years ago. Exactly. You hear quiet, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Naya? Hmm, good question. I think it depends on what part of my childhood. The first one I remember was Nye and Nye guys, they, they, I don't know, they kind of came together. My mom, I think, was one of the first people to call me Nye and then Nye guy. Mm. And then later it became from like Nye guy to like Rohelian to uh, the one neighborhood I lived in, they called me Yoshi. Uh, and then it went to Nas. By the time I was in high school, I was known as Nas all the way up until college for like a long I, that's that's been my nickname for a long time nas mm, okay yeah. mine was buck my dad just called me buck i hated that name he called <laughs> me that because that's what magic johnson's teammates call him buck oh okay so um 
we'd be at my basketball games, my dad screaming, yeah, buck, yeah. And then the whole audience screaming, buck. I'm like, I hate it. I wrote one time I finally said to him, I think I, was, I must have been like an eighth grade or something. My name's Steve. <laughs> but he still called me buck. <laughs> I think I might have picked up a couple of others too from college. Did you pick any others up from college? I might have had a couple more. Well, I didn't necessarily have any nicknames, but um, my freshman, our freshman year, I sang in the talent show. I think it was, um, what's the organization? I forgot the organization. Zetas? No. Was it the Zetas? Uh, oh, no, actually, it was the Philly, Philly uh, alumni. They yeah, alumni. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The talent yeah. show. And so um, I sang, uh, me and my, my homeboy sang um, Lately by Jodeci. And I so this I one can. girl from that day, every time I saw her, she goes, Ooh, yeah. And that's all she said when she walked by me. Every time. That's all she was saying. So that, was, that was your name? Her. <laughs> that's all she ever said to me. She never, we never spoke. It was just, ooh, yeah. And she walked by. <laughs> but tweet as a whole, let us know. You got to change the name of the show. It's no longer the Stephen Knight show. It's right. the ooh, show. Right, right. <laughs> tweet as a whole, let us know. What was your childhood nickname? Stephen Knight Show, SHL. All right, so hot topic. So uh, last night, uh, 60 Minutes quickly began to trend after uh, Joe Biden, President Joe Biden, appeared on the show the night before. During his interview, Biden declared that the pandemic is over. However, there's still work that needs to be done as COVID-19 remains a problem. According to CBS uh, New York, Biden made those remarks last week while walking the floor at the Detroit Auto Show. He continued to say, if you notice, no one's wearing masks. Everyone seems to be in pretty good shape. And I think it's changing. And I think this is the perfect example of it. However, CBS points out that Biden's statement is not uh, similar with Dr. Ashad Jha, who is the White House top official when it comes to COVID-19. Back in September 6, Dr. Jha said to reporters, the pandemic isn't over and we will remain vigilant. And of course, we will continue to look forward, look for and prepare for unseen twists and turns. Now, although restrictions have been scaled back tremendously and the travel rate has returned to pre-pandemic level, there are still at least seven, 400 deaths of COVID a day nationwide, according to CBS. However, it, is, it hasn't been recognized that the rate of hospitalizations have slowed down significantly. Um, officials have uh, credited a widespread of immunity for the vaccines and prior infections and use COVID-19 treatments as factors that have helped lower cases in the past summer. Now, do you agree with Joe Biden or do you agree with these um, experts that say that it's gotten better, but because people are dying at 400 people a day, uh, it's not over? What are your thoughts? So I, I'd have to know more about what Joe what Biden meant, what part of the pandemic or what, what definition he was looking after when he said that statement, because surely he knows the stats. Um, so I, I, I would, without knowing more about his response, I would lean more toward, you know, it's gotten a lot better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I don't know if it's over Yeah, for yeah. us here, at least in America and in the world in general, so. And uh, uh, Chike, you work in the medical field. What do What are your thoughts? Um. So I would say that he's probably making those statements because 
there's probably something coming or something that he wants to do as far as the nation is concerned. Like he's trying to push things forward. So he's starting his agenda. Uh, that's the only thing that I can think of because I'm telling you, it's still alive and breathing. It's not like it was, of course, but you know, it's still going around. And I still wear my mask and tighten it, you know, indoor situations. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because I'm in the community and I have to, it's not just me. I have to protect my patients and I have to protect um, certain family members. So, yeah. yeah. It's not just about me. Um, help me with this next name, uh, this na actor's name. He plays in The Woman King. Uh, John Boy. You know what He was hey, also God. in uh, what is Star it? Wars. Yeah. John, John Boyega. Boyega, okay. Well, John Boyega is um, is a compromise when it comes to his dating life. The Woman King actor made it clear twice last week that he prefers a romance with Black women, point blank, period. Um, so he spoke with uh, British GQ in September 13th and sat down and highlighted the span of his career from appearances for the three Star Wars films, uh, his latest role as King Zeno and uh, Women King, The Woman King starring Viola Davis. Towards the end of the interview, uh, he spoke about his personal goals since turning 30 in March. He, cl he claimed he worked, I'm sorry, he claimed work and love are a priority, but made it clear that he dates under one rigid rule. I only date black. Uh, then it's about chemistry, personality, goals, and then synergy. Can I help you? Can you help me? Now, he also went on to interview with The Breakfast Club on September 16th. As the dating conversation kicked off, John questioned Charlemagne the God on his marital status and loyalty to Black love. Charlemagne confirmed that his marriage to his black to a Black woman named Jessica Gashin. Um, the two spoke about the importance of home-matching conversations about Blackness. In uh, Charlemagne's words, what's the last name? Boyega. Boyega. Uh, check that, check the host wasn't talking so Black and sleeping white. Angelie asked John he ever dated a white woman, which he responded, yes, but claimed it wasn't serious. He said, I said it openly, but it's just a preference. I like my women black, just separate from a political system or anything like that. It's just, they fine as hell. Melanin uh, levels got to be over 75%. Thickness got to be there. Style got to be there. We got to laugh the same jokes, bump the same music. It go, it's, uh, it's got to flow. Some, he said, um, I'm trying to have conversations where I can talk sh behind closed doors. I'm trying to say women I don't. And she like, yeah, baby. Yeah, you right. That's what I need. I need her to understand a black man's anger or frustration. I need her to understand when certain dudes walk into a room and the energy ain't right. And she's just like, calm down, baby, chill. I need that. I need a black woman. So he got he, uh, he went under fire by saying that he's limiting himself by just dating black women, while a lot of black women were high fiving him and saying about time. Because typically, when men become successful, they seem to date outside of their race. Um, is he wrong to keep having a preference? Why is he wrong for liking what he likes? I mean, that's that man's business. That's what he wants. That's what he likes. Why is he getting ridiculed for his preference? Mm -hmm. I don't get it. Yeah, she get, uh, he's he's African by blood and he's British born. So um, he, he's had exposure to others. 
he has a choice. He made his choice. He likes what he likes. Black Queens. <laughs> Not here. What are your thoughts? Who is he coming under fire with? You know, people in general saying, why is he limiting himself? Why is he only dating Black women and that kind of thing? Yeah, nah, I, I don't know if I have many comments around that. I don't think he's limiting. He's he's clearly shown there's a, a, a great depth to Black women, you know, and he's given some examples of what he actually enjoys. So I, I kudos, you know, I, I like the same thing. So what he said. If somebody decided to go vegan, are you going to persecute them because they right. don't like meat? That's right. what you choose to do. Right. Your preference. Yeah. yeah. I remember when I was in college, um, my homeboy, he, um, he, he wanted me to ride with him up to DC, some girl he had met. And uh, and so she was staying with her sister in DC, you know, come for the weekend. So we went up there and I don't, I can't remember what their nationality they were. Um, but anyway, we ended up having a good time, you know, we had gone to like this little club, whatever. But I remember when we left the next day to come back to Virginia, we went through um, some drive through at some fast food place and um, Frankie Beverly Mays before that go came on. And I said, it's just something about that culture that we understand more than other people. You're not saying the music is transcendent, but it was just in that moment. You're like, you just, ooh, feels good to be back. You know what I mean? And so, um, yeah, I mean, but I think people should do what they want to do. If you want to dance outside your race, definitely do that. If you want to stay within your race, do that. You know, I, I don't think Can it I should be. Something? I just want to say something about my, at least my experience of dating outside my race because I'm an equal opportunity employer, right? I don't discriminate. However, there is something to be said for that quiet understanding. You know, it's just something that you just innately know from another black person. And it's not an African person. It's not a Jamaican person. It's not a person with a lot of melanin in their skin. It's specifically to the African-American that was born and raised in the United States of America. We just innately know each other's struggle, each other's pain. We just know each other. Te telepathically, we know each other. And mm -hmm. At a point in, at a certain time in my life, I just got tired of coming home explaining my day. I just, mm. I, I just want to explain. I didn't want to explain why certain chemistry was the way that it was in the room. But another Black person innately knows it because they have the same experience. That's all. Mm -hmm. um, actor Yvette Brown and um, what's her name? Akila DeBee. Um, what's her name? You know what I'm talking about. Uh, What's her name? I don't know this man. I've never seen him before. You know what I'm talking about. I can't think of her name. Why do you do this to me? I, I can't um, think right now. Anyway, so they were on some, uh, Jimmy Fallon or one of them, they're playing this game where you had to guess something. And they were just making faces and eyes and and the event. Said, There's a lot of black talk conversation going on right now. I don't want to, I want to upset my sister. <laughs> And then end up getting it completely right without them even saying what they She knew exactly what the movie was. The telepathy. Yes, yes, yes. Right. All right, well, let's take a quick break. We'll come back more on the Tiffany Haddish and Ari Spears uh, court case. 
And Nicki Minaj, she's suing over um, rumors that she did drugs and the infamous Ray J and Kim Kardashian sex tape back in the news. Right back after this. Everything 
This is Eric Roberson, and you are checking out The Stephen Knight Show. Welcome back to The Stephen Knight Show. We want to remind you all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and, of course, our official website, thestephennightshow.com. If you'd rather watch us, please go to our YouTube channel, and please subscribe, comment, let us know what you think. We appreciate your comments. All right, well, the victim in the child abuse molestation case against Tiffany Haddish and Harry Spears 
is ready to settle, but it was, has a short list of demands they expect from actors before doing so, according to Radar. We, Radar. Um, the unnamed victim accusing the entertainers of grooming and molesting her and her brother uh, when they were children hit the, hit the two with a 30-page lawsuit last month in Los Angeles Superior Court. Uh, victim claims that she and her brother were forced into participation in sexual pedophile skit, skits as children. She claims the siblings were only seven and 14 when they were forced to participate in these sexual suggestive acts for a skit titled Through a Pedophile's Eyes, which was reportedly shared online. Court documents obtained by Radar Online say that Jane Doe and John Doe have admitted to reach out to the actors, but have never heard back. The siblings, the siblings now, TK age and age, wrote that Haddish and Spears have instead chosen to reach out to their mother to get her to force the brother and her to settle. My brother and I were amendable uh, to plaintiff Haddish desires to engage in meditation um, settlement talks. Uh, the victim also said that she reached out to girl strip star lawyer Clifton Albright, who had who laid out basic terms of the parties to engage in meditation and settlement talks. Victims required Tiffany Haddish to apologize and more if she wanted to settle. But Jane has several demands first, including Haddish pay for the meditation, which uh, must take place in Las Vegas within the next two weeks. Also required that Haddish must publicly apologize for her role in the skits if we succeed in agreeing to a, a settlement. She also requested that Haddish recant statements previously made by representatives for her and Spears who have called the accusations bogus and an effort to add a shakedown. The Shade Room reported that. So, um, Nair, what do you think about these uh, demands, paying for the meditation and also um, publicly apologizing? Um, do you think they're reasonable? Boy, uh, I, I didn't know about this. Um, do I think they're reasonable for a public apology and for rich people to uh, finance a mediation? Is that what it is? To finance, they want them to finance the talks, the, the, the negotiations? Finance what? Finance what? The talks? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the talk, I guess the talks, yeah. Okay. Uh, of course, they must have a problem with it, so I should see something in that. Um, public apology, if they feel like, if they've done something wrong, it is not, to me, it's not too much to, to ask for a public apology. If they have done something wrong and they are found to be, you know, in the wrong. And I think they also should be liable to pay for whatever it takes to get this legal thing uh, executed. So yeah, it, it sounds like it could be reasonable, but I, I would love to hear the other end of it as well. Yeah, it's, It sounds reasonable from what I just heard. They both have denied it, um, but Lania was talking about it on the show last week and she forwarded me the clip of a video where, and I don't think it, it's this one, but uh, Spears, um, Eric Spears is doing something with some man. It, look, it looks very weird and creepy um, on the clip, um, which doesn't help his case, you know, because it kind of alludes to some of this uh, stuff. But Chicky, what are your thoughts? Uh, it's just, it, 
it's a situation it's bad timing because of the climate of the culture now it's just bad timing with this um if he would have never opened his mouth and talked about Lizzo this stuff probably wouldn't be going on <laughs> and um, I think that this is designed in a way so they can't slither out of it they're not going to be able to get out of this with a settlement and just be quiet and go on quietly it's not going to end that way and, and, and the design of it is set up for that it sounds to me like they want somewhere on record the acknowledgement of the wrongdoing. Mm -hmm. So paying for and assisting to is you contributing to the fixing of, if you're following me. Yeah. Are you, okay. So there's a record of it. And if you participate the way that they want you to participate, it's kind of sort of admitting guilt. Because if you go to a settlement, part of the agreement to a settlement, you could say you can't talk about it. We can go to settlement, but talking about it after this point, and it can just evaporate into the ether. But this way sounds like they're forcing accountability. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a bad situation. It's bad. It is bad. It is bad. And it seems like when when I mentioned this last week, it seems like they're coming more for Tiffany Haddish as opposed to Ari Spears. And I wonder is it because she's more successful? I was just about to say that she has the green. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, it looks like Nicki Minaj had enough of all the lies and she's taking legal route uh, to tackle those who have been talking on social media to spread fake statements. In court documents obtained by TMZ, Nicki has filed a lawsuit against a woman named Marley Gray, Green, excuse me, who goes by Nosy Ho or whatever on social platforms. And the documents, it states that uh, Green posted a video accusing Nikki of engaging in substance abuse. Not only that, but she also made disturbing, disturbing comments about Nikki's one-year-old son, stating, your baby's going to be a rapist too. As you know, uh, her husband is, um, you know, he has, he's a registered sex offender. Um, Nikki and her team mentioned that the video shared by Green has gained attention, creating the possibility that people could believe the false statements said by Green. Nikki's attorney, Jude Burstein, uh, said the video got, uh, gained more than 2,000 likes and more than 250 retweets, uh, reaching a wide audience. Nikki is suing for defamation as Green is accused of using cocaine, which she had said she has not. Uh, she also seeking for a jury to decide damages of no less than $75,000. Now, her attorney said, when this case is over, she will no longer be permitted to use her name, Nosy, oh, whatever, because we will take her trademark from her when the doc, when it does not have enough money to pay for the judgment. Anyone else who spreads lies about Nikki will suffer a similar fate. My marching orders are to aggressively sue anyone with a media or social media following who damages her with intentional lies. Eventually, the lesson will be learned. You know, we're seeing a lot of, um, Cardi B did the same thing with this well-known um, YouTube blogger. We're seeing these stars fight back. Um, Shike, do you think, what do you think about this retaliation? So it comes from a playbook of shut them down, shut them up, or shut them up, shut them down. Mm -hmm. So basically, you use your means and your resources to basically shut someone down and, and shut them up. Uh, the first that I've seen this trend was there was a, um, 
what's her name? The 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 she was a rapper. Uh, Kaya, my neck, my back. Mm. Her uh, T S Madison is that her name? Yeah. They're partners. They were they were they did a show together, and I, some kind of falling out happened, and basically T S Madison took the show that Kaya started and shut her down and started without her and you know blew up yeah. and that has been a formula of people nowadays to shut you down legally <laughs> assume the name and move on without you and if mm -hmm. you think about it the playbook what's going on now with that orange man that's what he does he keeps things tied up in a legal and if he can get a headwind of it he will shut you down and then move on so that way legally you're bound and you can't do anything mm -hmm. Yeah. No playbook. What are your thoughts, Naya? You 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 shared one of my my uh, thoughts already about I think that blogger who 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 Cardi B went after I think, mm -hmm. uh, and she got a settlement for you know I haven't heard yeah, much like from that lady. Dollars. How much? Well, no, she's still talking junk online. Is she still she talking? Has, they yeah, said I, she is I haven't I haven't heard, but you know, I'll usually show you some or something. Yeah, yeah. I usually hear from her through other blogs, and I haven't heard seen other blogs even sharing her recently uh, since I heard this this lawsuit thing happened. So this uh, settlement or ruling, ruling. Um, but I think you know you get into that industry, you playing with people who got a lot of money and a lot of lawyers. So you'd be wise to watch yourself, you know. Otherwise, you know, you're gonna be in a world a whirlwind of trouble and debt trying to play with these it, people it's also a choice to go that negative route too you don't necessarily have yeah. to right people you don't you don't have you don't to. you don't you're absolutely that's right what, you don't. that's what that's what sells that's what gets attention you know what i mean those shock jocks and that type of outrageous you know stuff but i agree you don't have to go that route i'm trying to think i'm trying to see if i can find real quick what cardi b because she did make some recent comments about cardi b again and Tasha, Cardi B. Uh, the, the other blogger. I didn't I didn't want to say her name. I didn't want to say her name and make her make her more popular on our site, but I accidentally slipped. But yeah, that I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I did too. And, and, see, and see what happens sometimes is like uh, uh, I guess the main goal would be to shut your, your portal down, to shut you down and shut your platform down. But it gets serious to the point where these people are, are having financial issues in their real life. Like it extends into like <laughs> You getting your car repossessed, you know, you can't have a home. You know, they need to think seriously about this. Is your little hobby worth, you know, right. your livelihood being diminished? Is it yeah. worth it? Yeah, yeah. And, and and that one, the one that he's looking up now, I know she was generating a lot of ad rev, you know. So, yeah. so for that to be challenged or for that to start being, uh, what is it called when they take your money? Um. What's it called when they when they can seize your money? Well, anyhow, you, you know what I mean. You know, I'm sure she was doing pretty well. It probably still is doing okay. But now, if she's paying out this settlement or she's reporting honestly, she's got to turn a lot of this over, a lot of this income or this revenue from that type of uh, income over. Yeah, mm -hmm. I wish I could find it. But Cardi B said something like um, she told her pretty much to shut up and pay her, her money, and that she does accept payment via vehicles. And <laughs> What she said there. Um, 
but anyway, I can't find it. But I'm sure I'm sure she's paying monthly. I mean, somebody like that, they they are yeah. going to be on top of it, making sure she's paying. She's got to pay something. I don't know what it is, even if it's twenty five hundred dollars a month. You know, that's a lot of money to the average media jock. Yeah, twenty five hundred dollars can be a lot of money to the average individual in general. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, if, if you think about it, if they took her copy, if they took her trademark, right? She can't do anything when she's been doing under her name. She can't, it, she, she can't do it. She can't do it legally. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's get into this sex tape. Ray J and Kim Kardashian. So Ray J Saturday, he quickly unraveled into some chaos um, when he decided to air out, air it all out regarding Kim Kardashian, Kris Jenner, and the sex tape saga that just won't die. After initially alerting his fans that he would be providing receipts to prove that Kris Jenner and Kim Kardashian were the masterminds behind orchestrating their sex tape, Ray J made good on his promises and dropped several bombshells. Ray J set the tone for just how deep he was about to get the, with receipts, as he revealed that Kris Jenner allegedly made him and Kim uh, reshoot their sex tape to make sure Kim looked her best in the video. As Ray J stated, to give her daughter a better look. However, that was merely just the first of his long, his, his hours long session of spilling tea. Next, he pulled up past text messages between himself and Kanye, showing that Kanye was trying to meet up with him in an effort to secure the release of a second sex tape between Ray J and Kim. He also appeared to be upset with the fact that when Kanye posts text messages on social media, he received tons of support, but Ray J doesn't get the same love in return. Meanwhile, in the middle of trying to share his Instagram DM with Kim, it appeared that she had blocked him right in the middle of doing so. As a result, he couldn't message her at all or go to her profile. After dropping off IG Live multiple times, Ray J finally came back with the real receipts he promised. He pulled up the original contract that he and Kim signed for the release of their sex tape and compared the handwriting samples from Kim to prove that not only did she sign, but she also signed it for him so that the video could be released faster. In the midst of all of it, neither Chris uh, Jenner, Kim Kardashian, or Kanye West have responded publicly. But Chris um, Jenner did make a video where she's like, it's like her in this hat and suit, kind of like she's unbothered and she was dancing. It wasn't really her dancing, but everyone could tell it was a body double, but the up close of her face. Um, Nair, why are we still talking about this sex tape? That was what, 2007? This is 2022. Why are we still talking about it? Look who we talking about. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why we talking. And that's, oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, that's, that's it. That's the, that's summed up, you know, that's the filth factory at large. Of course, we still talking about this. You know, I feel kind of bad for Ray J, you know, uh, a little bit. I kind of feel, I have something. I feel something. I guess it might not be bad, but I know he's dragged into this mess and uh, been a part of it for a long time. And he probably wants to turn over a new leaf as well and just move forward in a new way without being the, taking the brunt of it all the time, like I think he, sh he shared. Um, but what is there to expect? What are we going to be talking about if we talk about the Kardashians? Yeah, this this is this is right up the alley to me. But my thing is, they're both parents now. They got kids, you know. 
well, they're neither one of them married. I think Ray J's going through his divorce. And Kim, you know, she just broke up with Pete Davidson. But it's like, wow, I, you know, the sex tape did what it did. It made Kim a household name, you know, and helped her build her empire and give her that exposure. Well, I continue to talk about it. Uh, Kanye, Kanye. <laughs> what do you think about ray j making the allegations that um kim had them i mean chris had them reshoot the tape so, so kim would look better and the contract that kim signed on both their behalf so the tape could be released faster At, 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 at this point, I'm really like lost in why we're still talking about this. What was the or, origin of the rehashing of all of this? But I, I, I will say this. Outside of the child that Ray J has, this sex tape is the greatest thing that ever happened to him in his life. <laughs> much of an artist that he is, as much of an actor and a musician, nothing that he's ever done has been as great as this sex tape. And I think that he's a little bitter and he's a little sore that he did not reap the great benefit that came from this expletive that Kim has. Yeah. Ray J, why don't you have your own line of dildos that people are buying in stores? I'm just saying, if, you, if we're gonna go there, then let's go there. Why don't you have an uh, underwear line? Why don't you just grapple on to those things associated with the porn that you made on a male perspective and run with it. <laughs> I get it. Your mom created, tried to help create an image for you that you had to stick to. And Sonia doesn't play. Sonia is a beat. Oh. She is Mr. Manager. She's mm -hmm. also too kind of like a, a Jenner. She's kind of like a Chris Jenner, but in a black version, you know, she had powerhouse in her household too. She was a boss. Yeah. You did this thing. It went negative. They ran with the negative. You tried to run away from it at the time when they were running to it. You missed your window, bruh. Let it go. Because yeah. you could have been like King Dingaling. I'm just going to say it. Because of the tape. Now, this girl's sitting on close to a billion dollars. It's not a billion dollars because she built it off of this tape that y'all made together. Stop being sore. But uh, but it but is. didn't they but didn't they but Chike didn't they bring him back in it by saying he did something inappropriate saying that he was taking advantage of Kim while she was sleeping too much isn't that how he got isn't this how this came back up or is it something something else well in the beginning in the beginnings of it they were trying to cover it up but then when they couldn't cover it up anymore they had to roll with what they had and then that's how it became this thing and you know this empire was built. But when he saw them rolling, you know, the snowball getting bigger and the, the, the avenue in which they were rolling, he should have jumped on ship and ran with it. I'm just saying. He, sh he should have signed with, uh, with Mama Jenner, huh? As manager. Listen, <laughs> not saying that he should have became a porn star, but he definitely should have had porn products associated with him. Just but saying. Then Ray, J, Ray J is a very successful businessman. But I think with he him... One of those with, earphones his, right. he has some like, yeah. 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 But the thing with him is I think he likes the limelight. And so where he may be successful in his business, he's not really, I mean, yes, he's on reality TV and things like that, but it's not, I don't think it's at the level he wants to be at. 
And so I saw some video, he some commercial he did. Um, I can't think what the product was. People were like, he gonna get the bag one way or the other. Because it was something like, why is he in this commercial? Crystals. But, um, hmm? Probably crystals. Yes, it was crystals. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> and so I think he just likes attention. Because he was recently on um, College Hill, Celebrity College Hill, um, with Nene and with um, Lamar Odom and people like that. And the although washouts, the washouts, the wash up and washouts, <laughs> but um, it didn't show him in the best light either. But you know, I think he just he's gonna if he can be on TV, he's gonna be on there. You know what I mean? And so, anyway, I hope hopefully they can put this behind them. We already know what it is. You know, whatever. Well, listen, now you thank us. Thank you so much for our topics tonight. Definitely appreciate you having you back. Check out CM Movie Reviews, and we'll be right back after this. You know what? I've been thinking. I can't even get through to you. I'm trying to talk to you, and all you do is push me away. What's wrong with you?
Stephen Knight Show. Adam, how's it going? It's going well, Stephen. How are you guys? Good, good, good. Good weather up in D.C.? Ah, yeah. It's been in the 80s. Okay. Can't beat that. Can't beat that. Well, I'll let you all take it away with movie reviews. Sure thing. So I was uh, out of town, actually, most of the weekend. So my movie choices were left to new streaming films and things like that. And what I saw was the latest Netflix movie called Do Revenge. And this movie stars uh, Camila Mendez and Maya Hawk as these two high school girls that um, have a, a personal 
something happened to them in the past that ruins their their high school lives. And so what they do is they get together and they decide to do revenge for the other person and get back at the other person and not have it traced back to them. So this is a movie. It's definitely a teen movie. It's a think of Mean Girls, think of Clueless. It's in that vein of just kind of the teen drama. There's different cliques. This takes place in Miami. Of course, you know, they're super rich. Uh, parents don't exist in these universes. It's literally just watching the teens doing their things and how they get revenge. Um, and for a teen movie, it's actually pretty good. It really goes along the storyline of them meeting them getting together, them trying to figure out how to enact their plans to get their individual revenge, and what happens when you do get obsessed with revenge and what it does to you personally and how it affects those around you and those you don't think about. Uh, but it being a teen movie does end on a high note, and you know, by the time we're done with the film, everyone's kind of uh, happy and back to kind of their norms, and things all work out in the end, even though some of them, I mean, have committed essentially crimes throughout the movie. Uh, but in this world where no adults exist, it's all good. Uh, so it's on Netflix. If you're looking for kind of a switch up, something easy, something fun, you know, the outfits are very colorful. The style is very nice. Uh, again, it takes place in Miami. So you get that kind of Miami color palette. Uh, check it out. Uh, but nothing that you need to rush to see. And that was the main thing for me again, uh, out of town. So just was able to catch up on that. Yeah, I've only saw uh, one movie myself, the rest have been television shows. Uh, Black Phone with Ethan Hawke. Um, it was interesting. Um, I, I'm gonna say it was good for television. I wouldn't say that it was good for theater, even though it was released in theaters. And I think that it quickly uh, arrived on streaming because it didn't make the numbers in the theater. But I thought that it was pretty good for streaming. It probably should have went there first. Uh, but Ethan Hawke does a great job. He plays uh, pretty much a, a serial killer who haunts um, adolescents. And um, he pretty much targets adolescent boys. And he uh, has been stalking over a number of years. And children over a number of years have been missing. So he kind of becomes also an urban legend. And uh, he's a musician, I mean, sorry, a magician who rides around in a van with his uh, magician uh, equipment and he does magic tricks and he lures children into uh, his space and then he snatches them in the van. And um, it's pretty interesting how the story plays out and how it unfolds. I won't tell you but so much, but I like Ethan Hawke as a bad guy. I really mm -hmm. do. Um, I, I think that he's found his niche in being evil. He's also, um, the antagonist in um, um, Moon Knight yep. on um, Disney. And I love him in that role because I like him evil. I like him sinister. And he does it in a way where he's still a nice guy, but he's like that nice guy that she's afraid of. So definitely check that out if you if you can. I think it's on, uh, what is that, Peacock now? Um, mm -hmm. Black Phone. So there's a new television show on Showtime called American Gigolo which who stars uh, John Bernthal, Gretchen Maul, Wayne Brady, and Rosie O'Donnell. 
This is based off of the movie that Richard Gere starred in in the 80s called American Gigolo. And the show, the first episode picks up with him um, remembering back to when he was in his gigolo days because a tragedy has happened that had landed him beyond bars. And so he's reliving his, his heydays and his thoughts from jail. That's how it starts. And it gets interesting from there. I'll say that. Um, so far, so good. From first episode, I'm, I'm hooked. I'm locked in. Wayne Brady is not himself. You know, Wayne Brady can do anything. He's a mm -hmm. jack of all trades. Something that he can't do. And he's really, really like cool and slick in this, uh, this series. But for me, the prize is Rosie O'Donnell. I love her acting. I don't care what she's in. I love her acting. Uh, definitely check it out. It's on Showtime, American Gigolo. Nice. Uh, Lord of the Rings fans, uh, the, ring, the Rings of Power, which started on Prime, it's pretty interesting. It's just like the movies, except broken up into theories, broken up into episodes. So, uh, yeah, the quality is good. The monsters are good. The special nice. effects are great. The fight scenes are awesome. It's just like Lord of the Rings, except in episodes. It doesn't miss any of the quality, doesn't miss any of the poignant storyline. And this all takes place a thousand years before we visit the Lord of the Rings. So I love a good prequel. Check that one out as well. It's on Amazon Prime. Uh, I don't know if you watched it yet, but She-Hawk on Disney. Have you started watching any of that, Adam? Not yet, but I've heard good things. So yeah, I, me personally, I don't like a lot of jokes and a lot of fun with my heroes. I like them serious and dark and straight to the point. But something about this, it's holding my attention. And I love the, the Easter eggs. I love the cameos because they're, they're, they're bringing other characters in. I love the breaking of the walls. You know, she's talking directly to the camera mm -hmm. and she's talking to us and cluing us in on things that have happened and will happen, but with her comedic twist on it, it's it's pretty interesting. I like it. And I'm going to rock with it to see where it goes. Awesome. And that's pretty much it for me. Okay. I didn't really see anything. I, I was watching this movie on Saturday, but I fell asleep. I will say the last 10 minutes was good. I can't remember. <laughs> that was on Netflix. Um, but Big Brother, we're coming out to the finale. We have four people on there now. You know, four people on there now. And this is always when it, it's good because that's when people really are backstabbing and manipulating. And uh, there's this one guy in there, Tyler, who I was re reading on Twitter and they said that he will be your best friend. But the minute the house wants to vote you out, he acts like he does not know you. He will turn <laughs> on you in a heartbeat. And he does it every time. And it's fun funny, this girl, she didn't call him out, but she was talking about a confessional, how he's going to kiss all his friends in the house when, it was when the house wanted to vote them out. That he's not that loyal but um it's interesting because it's down to um this one girl taylor she um when she first when this first show first started the season started she was getting uh just treated horribly by the cast and um you know it was even on social media like you know are they go purposely going against this black woman and um but then um, no point. Oh, so then um, it turned. The shift. The guy Tyler actually took up for her, and he said, "This is 
horrible. We can't do this. I heard even production had to pull one of the women's women aside and say, stop picking on her so much. Um, but they turned around and then they formed this group called the leftovers. And the leftovers were people that didn't really have a clique or have a, you know, alliance and they all work together. Well, now she's looking to be in the final two, Taylor. She went from being public enemy number one to now she could possibly win the game. And if she does, she'd be the first black woman to win. Um, Tamar Bra Braxton won for Celebrity Big Brother, but they've never been a, a black uh, female winner. But um, again, I was telling Adam last week, I really love how the cast is so diverse. Even um, this final four, you know, it's, it's a black man, um, black woman, white man, white woman, but it's been diverse throughout the whole, um, you know, season. And even, you know, you're not just, you're seeing people, the diversity in the alliances as well, which is great. But um, so I think um, this week is the last week. I think Sunday's the last day or something like that. But, um, it, but it's good. It's really good this season, so. Um, that's it for me. Oh, 911 is back tonight uh, with Angela Bassett. And so I can't wait for that. I saw it's our recording. But um, but yeah, that's it for me. Anything coming down the pipeline? The few big things. I'll oh, go ahead. I want to see the funky thing. I'm sorry. I, I want to see that. And I want to see it in the in the theater. I don't want to wait until it comes on streaming. I want to yeah. see it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's been getting uh, good reviews. Mm-hmm. It is. All right, guys. Well, thanks for always letting us know what to spend our time and money on, what not. Chica, I know you had something you wanted to say before you. Before you uh, I just want to shout out the Prince George Film Festival, uh, which starts on the 22nd to the 25th down in uh, Bowie State in Maryland. Uh, Lania and I will be going down there this weekend. And Lania, our very own Lania Love, will be one of the guest speakers at the film festival. Yeah. And the headliner will be Miss Tina Knowles and Richard Lawson. Oh, so wow. Hopefully, we'll be in the room with, with Beyonce's mom. Uh huh. What, Looking forward. Yeah, I've been, I, want, I meant to ask you that last week, Chico. Do you have, is this film festival just on the weekend? Is it going a little further? What's the, uh, what other details are there, or how can we find out details? Because I might want to check it out. You can go to the Prince George, it's the PGA. It's P-G-A-C-H on um, Instagram and all the information is on there. And they have so many uh, events happening. Like we're, we're probably not gonna be able to go to all of them because we're not gonna get down there until Friday. It actually starts on Thursday. So um, yeah, just check out the schedule. It's like super loaded. <laughs> I had joked with Lania and I told her that I hate these events that give you so much to choose from and stuff overlaps and there's so many mm -hmm. good things happening you have to pick and choose what you really want to be involved in but um they have nice packages too to uh, be a part of and nice symposiums and seminars so check it out p-g-a-c-h on instagram awesome and go Lania. we're very proud of you <laughs> very proud of you well guys thanks yeah. for always let us know what to spend our time and money on what not have a great week we'll talk again next monday thanks right back after this <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Let me talk to you for a minute. Mm -hmm. Now,
cleaning up today I found a picture about around the time when we first met And I started to reminisce about where we've been, what we've been through And where we at, yeah One year, four months, three weeks, two days And our 30 seconds of each other Getting to know each other Loving each other Going through things with each other And you've been right there for me Through everything, everything, baby And it ain't been easy, uh-uh Nothing in life comes easy, see now But if we work it out, I know No doubt we'll be where we trying to be So let's make a deal If you stay true, I'll stay down for real Between us, and we'll be like Romeo, Juliet, Bonnie, and Clyde. You and me, a love story, baby. I appreciate you, yeah. And everything you do for me, my baby. I'll do anything in this whole world for you, but sometimes it's so hard to just be with you, baby. All my friends talking about this and that What he doing, where he at And why he ain't called you back But I don't care Cause I know where your heart is And we know what this is And it don't matter if they understand it Cause we ain't going nowhere Let's make a deal if you stay true, I'll stay down for real Don't let nobody or nothing come in between us And we'll be like Romeo, Juliet, Bonnie, and Clyde You and me, a love story This is chapter one Stephen and I show Aaron Cosby. How you feeling? What's going on, brother? Happy Monday. Happy Monday to you. Happy Monday to you. So what is going on in the world of sports? Man, world of sports, brother, 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 brother. <sighs> Them Falcons. <laughs> I got to I wouldn't be doing my public service if I don't clown these boys. Like, they are now 0-2. Man. Oh and two. Oh and two. Got it so, out of the way. 
Do you see it going to turn around for him or what? I don't think so, man. Like I'm, and I'm trying to be optimistic. Like you know, it's it's still early in the season, so any anything is possible. But I don't know, man. Like yeah, I, I just it's not it's not I, I'm not feeling. I'm yeah. not feeling like they can change it. It was a close game too. Say what? It was a close game, 27-31. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's they in these close games and stuff, but it's they just can't pull them out. They just yeah. cannot pull them out. And you got to be able to pull them out. In the NFL, you have to win these close games. And you also right. have to keep large leads in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Which is my segue to my next team, which <laughs> is my squad, the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. Them boys had, Steven, they had a huge lead going into the fourth quarter. And they lost the game. Man. They allowed the Miami Dolphins to score 28 points in the fourth quarter. In a quarter. Mm. Not in the game. Usually teams score 28 points in an entire game. Right. Yeah. They let these boys score 28 in the quarter. And the Ravens are known for their defense. And this is not a Lamar Jackson issue. Lamar Jackson has been balling these first two games. He has been balling. Yeah. Y'all can't expect the man to also be on the field playing defense now. Come mm -hmm. on, not nothing. Yeah. Unless y'all cut him a big old fat check, which they haven't done that yet, which is a whole nother right. conversation. But um, yeah, I, I was disappointed. That can be changed. Like they, the Ravens can work on that. They're not the Falcons with regards to the psychological aspect to you know these um games. So they'll be able to actually make some tweaks and things, and they they should be fine. But the Falcons, not so much. Um, but yeah, that's all I got, man. Like those, you know, those are the two um, games that um, stuck out to me. Um, I'm looking forward to watching um, the up upcoming Tampa Bay Green Bay game. Mm -hmm. You got Tom Brady and Rodgers, so yeah, that should be dope. That's yeah. Good. So, and I'll be um, talking about that, of course, on the next next episode of you know, the Stephen Knight Show. Yes, sir. That's all I got, brother. All right, everyone, as always, we appreciate your insight, and we'll see you again next week. Absolutely. Thank you, brother. Have a good weekend, everybody. You, you too. Right back after this.
trying to pick up the pieces of what used to be her happiness. She starts to think she's the reason. Why can't it ever work out with my man? Ladies, if you would let me apologize for everything my brothers did. Fellas, let me give you some sound advice. Her emotions ain't a toy. Hi, this is Miss Robbie from Welcome to Sweetie Pies, and you're listening to The Stephen Knight Show. Welcome back to The Stephen Knight Show. Now it's time to highlight our Black-owned business. Tonight, we're highlighting Slutty Vegan. Now, this place is huge. I've heard about it for years, but it's a plant-based burger chain. Uh, from food truck to ATL Empire, Slutty Vegan and its CEO, Piggy Cole, have come a long way over the past years. Can check out their um, Black-owned restaurants if you're a foodie. There'll be a link in the uh, bi the bio of this video. But well, thank you for joining us tonight. I hope you have a great Monday. We'll see you again next week. Good night. Get there. Yeah. Best believe we're gonna do what you say.